right, welcome to another edition of the Coffee Cast with Cation. Mike Cation with you here today. The guest is Mark Pullman of Melbourne, Australia. Mark, thank you for being here today. We are we are at the Collins Quarter here in Savannah, Georgia, and and I took you here because it's uh, it's got an Australian accent. So I mean, you gotta you gotta feel good about that, right? Yeah, no. Thank you for having me, Mike. <laughs> Good, good selection with the, with the cafe this morning, I reckon. Get you some breakfast. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about why we're, we're here today uh, as well. But thank you to our sponsors, New Balance, for all they've done over the last couple of years. And we have a brand new sponsor, the new app, The Document. You and your friends have been playing games for years, whether it's FIFA or Madden Online, bags, or even the sport of tennis. There's constant arguing about who has the most wins. Now you can end the debate and refer to the document. The document keeps track of every win, loss, and even allows you to transfer money if you and your friends take your gaming to the next level. The document, it's available from iTunes and the Google App Store. What's you? What's what's the game that you play with your friends right now? Are you a, are you a video game guy? I am, unfortunately, Mike, on okay. my spare time. <laughs> what's, what's your game? I definitely like uh, FIFA. Um, okay. It can be pretty competitive yeah. amongst the other tennis players. Um, obviously, a very big one at the moment. Fortnite is, yes. seems to have taken over a lot of people. Okay, are you a Fortnite guy too? Unfortunately, yes, Okay. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't mind playing some games online, but also the shooting games, Call of Duty back in the day. Sure. But um, yeah, those three games are, are pretty popular when, 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 I'm, when I'm home. Okay, so who, who do you play with? Are you, are you playing with tennis friends or are you playing with friends from back home? Mainly tennis friends. Okay. Yeah, um, with, when I play FIFA, I'll play online against other people and then my tennis friends. And Fortnite, yeah. it's uh, just with my tennis friends. We are. Who, who, who is it? Aussie guys. So um, I don't know if you'll know these these names. I, I play with Jeremy Beal, who's, who's ranked around seven eight hundred. Um, I play with um, my younger brother. I play with a few other Aussie guys ranked about thousands. So I don't okay. think know who they are, but um, no. Nah. You're allowed to you're allowed to shout them out a little bit, you know. It's we all, it's we, all, all com- we all compete pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, see now the the good thing about the document. If you download it on, on your phone, you can keep track of every win-loss on FIFA. If you're playing for a little money, you can transfer the money as well. I mean, this is the perfect way so you can actually keep track for years who's so, got the most wins. So how does it work, Mike? You, you just, you you just, just input it. You, send, in yeah, you, you both download the document, and then every time you win, boom, you've got it you marked it down. Oh, I might have to get on to yeah, it. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Riley Opelka, tally. Riley Opelka and Tommy Paul have already uh, gotten on board. Uh, so so we are here having breakfast. It's, what, 8, 8.25 in the morning, and you, you have an off day, uh, which I know you're not happy about, uh, but you have an off day. And I'm sure if you told all of your friends back home who are maybe not tennis people that you're about to get on a bus to go to Orlando, they would think that that's crazy because they're expecting you just to be on a flight and I like have this jet-setting life, right? That's true, that's true. Yeah. So what, what is it really like for you, just the, these kind of travel days, these off days? Yeah, well, at, at first, Mike, I was, I was going to be jumping on a flight and uh, I realized that it's about three, three, three hours, 50 minutes to get to Orlando by yeah. flight and by car, it's like three hours. So I decided, okay, let me see if there's any buses. And yeah, the bus that goes about six hours, but it's sixty dollars compared to three fifty dollars. So <laughs> trying to save a little bit of money, um, but same time it's probably more comfortable, I'd say, on the bus than on a plane. So you th- really, for you? For me, the, the the ones I've been on before, they've been a bit more spacious. So okay, I'm 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 all for that. 
you are you are not a coffee guy yet. Uh, you're you're having some tea, and please drink some tea. You know that's yep. that's part of the deal here. Is you're, you're allowed to have some sips. And, Sounds good. Um, but that that's very unusual for a, a guy specifically from Melbourne, which I have been told time and time again has the best coffee in the world. Yeah, I know. Um, all the other Aussie guys I travel with they always need to have their coffee in the morning, and they want their coffee at night sometimes. Yeah. Um, and they're all trying to trying to get me on board. They're trying to get me a bit of a taste for coffee. But uh, have you uh, tried? I have tried, it and I don't like it, which I'm happy about. I don't want to. I don't want to get hooked on it. Um, <laughs> but in Melbourne, a lot of people do compliment the, the coffee there. So perhaps I'm missing out. But at the same time. I don't want to. I don't want to get hooked, Mike. Uh, tell me about your life in Melbourne. Um, and go ahead. Have, yeah, have you. a sip. You're, oh, yeah, it's just you're a little bit warm. So, um, it's, I, I, so I've had the opportunity now the last couple of years. Just love the city. Um, it is consistently growing. Um, what's it like as well, though, just to have the opportunity to be so close to a grand slam like that? You know, we have Noah Rubin who's, who does it in New York. <laughs> what's it like for you back in Melbourne? Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's also a bit of an advantage for us uh, Melbourne guys because we, we train at, at that facility almost every day of, in our training blocks um, and also we're really used to the surface, the conditions um, and also they've got a great facility there, you know, they got, they got clay courts, hard courts, great gym, ice bar facilities, Yeah. so we've got almost everything we need there and there's also a nice bunch of guys to train with, so I mean, it's a, it's a great location for us all practice together and uh, also they've got quite a few coaches there, so I mean, there's, there's nowhere else I would rather train than in Melbourne. What's your favourite part of the city? What's your favorite part about that city? Like, what 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 do you love so much about it? Well, yeah, they, they've got a nice, famous beach in Melbourne. It's called Talkie Beach, where you could you could go surf if you'd like to. If you, and for me, who's not very good, um, <laughs> I don't mind going down there and having a nice, relaxing day. You're not um, supposed to admit that that you're not very good. No, no, I know, Mike, but the waves aren't massive there, so at least I can you know put in a little bit of practice. But um, nah, Talkie Beach is one of the areas I really like to go down to. You know? Do you have your favorite restaurants? Because I, here's the thing, I get kind of stuck uh, when I when I go down for the open. I'm eating at the facility, and then as I mentioned to you in the car, I, I I'm down in Albert Park, so that's about 20 minute tram ride south, mm-hmm. and so I've got my restaurants there. And I guess it's supposed to be have a very good food food city, but I just haven't really explored. Do you have your places? Do you have your, your spots? Or is it mostly by your house? Yeah, um, really close to the tennis center, Mike, there's a nice cafe slash restaurant called um, Hunky Dory. I'm not Hunky sure Dory. if you've heard of that. Okay. It's pretty pretty popular in Melbourne. They make great coffee and great all-day all breakfast, and their dinner menu is also really nice. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty popular, that, that, cat, that uh, restaurant. Um, I'd say that's the one I go to the most. I don't, I don't really look around the rest of the city that much, but um, yeah, Hungry Door is a place to check out, I reckon. Okay. <laughs> um, so we were talking a little bit about this in the car. Uh, you, you come from a, a city that continues to grow. It continues to get a little bit bigger in Melbourne, and every, every year I've gone back, my first time I went was in 2010, and now going back now, it just seems to get much, much bigger. Are you are you a guy who, when you come to the states, when you come to Europe, do you you prefer the bigger cities or the smaller cities like Savannah? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's tricky because I like going to the little cities because you know not many players have played in those little little towns, and it's good to support support those little cities, give them you know a nice fun week of of some tennis. Um, but I also like going to the big cities because you get to have a look around, you get to see what all the hype's about. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, you get to see all the all the famous landmarks usually in the big cities. So there's positives for both, but um, I also don't mind going to the little cities. It's a little more quiet. Yeah. Um, you just focus on tennis that week, and yeah, everyone's just so happy to see a tennis tournament. Also, <laughs> right. Enthusiastic. So uh, it's positive to both. It seems, for whatever reason, too, Mark, that. Uh Australians, I've noticed over the last five years of doing this, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, when you guys come to the States, you tend to be extremely popular. Like, you, you create a fan base, or you have, a, like, a fan base <laughs> built in. Uh, and, and I'm wondering if you've noticed that as well, that maybe you might get a little bit more of a fan base than, say, Hugo Delian does here over <laughs> yeah, the last yeah, couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a lot of the... Um, American people, they all like, all like Aussies, they're all intrigued with our accents, which I'm still trying to figure out why they like so much, but um, yeah, and everyone's, everyone's super friendly to the, to the Aussie guys, so that, that helps, and uh, yeah, been lucky enough to have housed in the last two weeks, yeah. and um, yeah, our, our housing people have been so helpful, they've come out and watched us every night, so they really have a little thing for Aussies, which, which, which is really cool, um, but yeah, maybe, maybe Hugo... It's a little bit more tougher for him, since, right. considering he's from Bolivia, but uh, he's also a super nice guy as well. Yeah, he seems like a very nice guy, but yeah, yeah there, there's not a huge Bolivian contingent here in the States, no. I don't think. Uh, so, so, yeah, that does make it a little bit more difficult, but you, um, you obviously had a great week in Tallahassee, um, and I, I really enjoyed just getting the opportunity to watch you, uh, just the, the way you compete, and it's, it seems like it's... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down a, a, a difficult path here. You, you've got some Australians. You know, you you look at Nick. I mean, Nick is kind of the standard right now um, yep, for the yep. Australians. Then you've got John Millman, and they're such different, unique personalities, right? And Nick always has given off this air of like when he cares, he's really? absurdly good. And then exactly. times where he doesn't care as much, and that's totally fine. You've also mm-hmm. got Tomic. It seems like you guys have in Australia some really divergent personalities. Like you've got Millman yourself, those ones yep. who are just like every point, every point. And then some in Nick and, and Bernard Tomic who are incredibly talented and don't necessarily have yep. every point. Where does that come from uh, for you in terms of just that competitiveness and that spirit? Yeah, I think the Aussie guys, there's is, is, is a few different, you know, personalities. Some of them are a lot more laid back and need pushing. And some of the other guys are super competitive and, and work extremely hard, but maybe don't have as much talent as the other guys. So I think I think that's some something, an area in Australia's tennis where they're lacking a little bit. You know, some of them get given a lot from a young age, um, and they, they lose that little bit of um, you know determination for the yeah. sport. Um, but that's that's something that I've, I've looked up to in, in other Aussie players. You know, like John Millman. Uh, John Thompson, Zimmerner, all these three guys have three great qualities where they compete for every point. And I think that's what wins matches, wins matches you know. It, it builds a great reputation amongst other players. Yeah. Me. Thank you. Yep, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you.
it's it's weird. Here, I've got some space for you here. With this. That's all good. Sorry. No, that's no, cool. I'll put that around so that there. You're, yeah, you're not worried about it. Um, it's do you, are, when you um, and it's not just Aussies, but mm-hmm. like when you see somebody who's maybe not giving a hundred percent in a match, did, does it drive you bonkers? Yeah, it does, <laughs> does frustrate me a little bit, Mike, because sometimes that guy could be super talented right. and he can have everything going for him but the only thing he's not doing is competing which which for me is the most easiest and simplest thing in the world to do right for some players that's not not quite the case yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we are without silverware here yeah I don't know how I'm meant to eat this uh, <laughs> you, at least you've got some bacon there that you can just honk into <laughs> interesting Um, yeah, so it's, you know, I was there and, and uh, covering Bernard Tomic when, when all of that happened. Do, do you, thank you very much. Yeah, everything looking good? Looks thank great, you. thank you. I assume though at the same time, while it might be a little frustrating, I imagine you, you get it. You understand where it comes from though. Sure. Like, yep. This is a hard life. It is, yeah, it is. Like, how, how do you cope with it? Like, how, how do you find yourself like still having that same level of energy that you want and need yeah it's, it's you know we're playing playing tournaments almost week in and week out match after match so mentally it can wear on yeah. a lot of players and some some personalities I think handle it differently to others um, but geez it's 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 not easy you know last year I was on the road for eight months straight yeah. away from Australia so for me that was a big learning curve because I, was, I thought I was just, I was keep playing tournament after tournament, keep trying to, you know, get ranking points after ranking points. And, yeah, after about four months away from home, I, I found my game was starting to go down a little bit. I was like, sure. well, what's wrong? Mentally, I feel fine. But you got to also put in those training blocks, which is really important. So. All right, so we, we just enjoyed a very delicious breakfast. You went with the avocado smash today, uh, which is very Australian of you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll give you that. Um, I would be remiss, uh, and Luke Bambridge brought this to my attention last week when he was doing your doubles match in Tallahassee, if I didn't ask you about the hat situation. And I don't know if you're sick of talking about it, but for, for God's sakes, uh, I, I was a little bit disgusted, i got to be perfectly honest, when he, when he told me on the air, like I, I had no words to explain. What did he say? So he essentially said you had two hats for like six years. A practice hat and a match hat. Is that accurate? Well, for the last two years, Mike, okay. since I've been sponsored by Mizuno, yeah. they've made me hats. Okay. So I've, for the last two years, I've had a number of hats. I've had about 10 to 15. Okay. He told me it was this was all your juniors, like in the, the 12s to 18s. Thank you. Is that is that accurate? Through the juniors, correct. I only had like two or three. And they were like, they were like, like a camping hat. It was weird, weird logo. You know? <laughs> but that's why at the Grand Slams, so I was playing juniors. They were like, no, well, what is this? You're not allowed to wear this. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll wear a normal hat. Why but, didn't you use more hats? Like, why were there only like two or three? It's a good question. But if if you think he might, they stunk. I can tell you they didn't stink because my mom did a great job of keeping them clean and washing them for me every night. But at some point, Mark, <laughs> at some point, like I imagine that they just kind of 
I don't know, like they're just old and they start resting a little bit. And, and there's no way you can keep a hat clean for that long with with competing out there in the Australian summer. It's a, it's a good it's a good theory, Mike, but those three hats, they, they, they served their time. They did a great job. Do you, do you still have them somewhere? I mean, are they in the like the back of a closet somewhere? I think I think I think they're done. I think they, really? I they're think just they're, in the garbage. I think they're gone ski. Yeah. See, is, let me just say, I actually might be happy to hear about that. <laughs> but as I as I told you, as I was picking you up this morning, you know, I, I, I auction off those type of things. Like instead of going to the garbage, sure. the next time you're throwing one of your hats away, well, I'm gonna have to double check at home see if it's still there. Because that would be a that would be a big money maker right there, Mark Pullman's like from the junior days, five year hat. And this this hat doesn't look anywhere near like the one I got these days. Mark. Okay. Like it's it's the same sort of design, but it's got black stripes on the side with like a lizard on the front. Like it's just completely strange. It's a, it's a camping hat, so it had like a lizard on the front, like a little lizard. But nothing, nothing I would be rocking these days. Where sure. did you get it? My my mum or dad bought off a, a camping website. So I had three. This is legendary stuff. Ever since I was like six, I remember wearing it, or six or eight, and then I just kept wearing it all through my life. And my younger brother, he would wear it from around eight to ten, and then he he had enough. But not me. I've, I've kept the tradition going. This seems like it'd be like, an, I, I, and I know you have a great workout with Mizuno and everything, but like this seems like a, like a unique sponsorship opportunity for you. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I was super pumped when, it, when they said, well, we'll make your hats because they were sending me normal hats. And I was like, no, nah, I don't wear those. So uh, they're like, okay, well, we'll have to make your hat then. And, and yeah, when, I, when they made me one, I got like 20 of them. Like, I'm like, how good is this? So, no, nah, it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, so, so cool. For, for me, it's super cool. What, um, what, what is, what's it like with your parents? Um, do, they, do they have a room for all of, like, to keep track of all of your stuff, your brother's stuff, trophies and things like that? What, what's your relationship with like with them, especially since you don't get to see them all that often? Yeah, all my all my stuff is um, pretty separate to my uh, to my younger brother, but all, you know all our trophies are in the same cabinet. But um, he also wears a bit of my Mizuno clothes, of course, because he's not sponsored. He he wears all the shoes, but he's a big Nike fan. He's one of those bandwagon guys, mm. so he doesn't wear <laughs> all the Mizuno clothes, which which is a little bit annoying. Yes, <laughs> he go buy Nike clothes, but. Ah. It's all good. Um, do you? But how, how do you keep a, a good relationship with your parents? I mean, I, obviously, I know yep. you, you you still live with them when you are back yep. in Melbourne, but it's. I mean, it's really challenging for you being on the road as much as you are. Sure is, Mike. But uh, you know, when I when I'm home, my mum and dad look after me a lot, and, uh, and I'm super grateful because my mum doesn't work. She she she, she sacrifices not working just to look after my brother and I, take us to and from tennis, prepare everything for us, while my dad, he does the hard work and you know, earns, earns the money. But um, yeah, the, my mum, yeah, she, she's, she's been the one that's been driving my tennis ever since a young age. Mm. You know, she was the one that decided for me to leave South Africa and start a new life in Australia. So if it wasn't for her, then we probably wouldn't be living in Australia. So I'm super happy that she made that decision. Do you do you have an appreciation yet for the sacrifices that they probably had to make to, to you know give you guys that opportunity? Yeah, very much so because they had their life was already you know maybe set in yeah. South Africa. Um, my dad had a great job. My mom had all her family. My dad had all her family. So 
for for them to leave and sacrifice all that mainly for my tennis my, my brother and I's tennis you know that going to a new country where they had to start fresh yeah so the first two years were tough you know we we're renting a little house but um, slowly as my tennis started getting better and better and my dad started making a better footing in Australia we uh, yeah started doing better but um if it wasn't for that, I don't think um, I'll be playing the sort of tennis level I'm at these days if I was still in South Africa. I, then I, the natural question for me, knowing Craig Tiley, as I do, uh, coming from South Africa, he went obviously to the States um, and then to Australia. Was was that any type of an influence? Is that did that? Happen? I mean, is that why you guys moved, or what was the what was the rationale? Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not because of that. We, we knew there was a lot of other Aussies moving to Melbourne and Perth, so we, we figured, hey, that, that must be the that must be the country to go to. And all, the majority of, of, our, of our friends and stuff were moving from Southern to Melbourne. So my dad, you know, came to Australia, had a look around. He's like, man, this place is completely different to South Africa. You know, okay. It's, it's a first world country. Everything is run smoothly. There's not as much crime, first of all. Yeah. So that was like a, I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and let's move over there. Yeah. Um, this, we, we have to get you to the train station here in a couple minutes, so I'll, I'll try to wrap up, but you are gonna do a travel block here, a tra excuse me, a training block in Orlando. Uh, and I know it's very challenging because you guys don't get home, as you, you kind of alluded to. It's months upon months because of the cost with Australia. How, how do you deal with that? Because I know so many players get burned out being on the road that long. How do you deal with it, um, especially as you're getting just a little bit older and now 21 years of age? Yep. How, how do you cope with that? Yeah, it's, it's not easy, Mike, uh, especially when we're gone for longer periods of time. Yeah, this 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 stint, I'm only going to be gone for about three months away from home, which for me is not not very much. Yeah, it's crazy to me. But for a lot of people, that's a lot. Um, like I said last year, I was gone for eight months. Yeah. So that was a big learning curve for me because you know towards the towards the four month mark, I was really starting to get mentally fried. But it's it's not easy for us coming from Australia. You know, we can't just fly back and forth and say, yeah, I'm just going to go home for two weeks. It's a long way to go. So we have to try and, and, and recover and have a training week somewhere along on, on the road. Um, and for me, it's in Orlando. So yeah. I'm going to spend one more week in America before I head over to Europe and start preparing for French Open. All right. Uh, you had a good time. Very much so. Breakfast Mark. is okay? No, thank you. That, that was delicious. Tea was all right? Unbelievable. What are you going to do in the bus? I think I'm going to sit back, relax, try and try sleep a little bit and uh, get my iPad out and start watching a bit of Netflix that I've already prepared for myself. What's the, what's the show? Have you heard of the show called Animal Kingdom? Yes. It sounds weird, but it's a, I rate it. It's, a, it's sort of like a crime, crime TV show. Okay. Um, nothing that I'm about, but I find it entertaining. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mark Pullmans has been our guest here on the Coffee Cast with Cation. And again, our thanks to our brand new sponsor, The Document. You, you're going to have to download this. Oh, for sure. I'm going to have to keep a tally of uh, my win-loss record against my other friends. And, and I, I don't know, are you are you kind of guy who, you know, you're a little money in between friends on those kind of things? I mean, because now this is an easy way to exchange it as well. I guess it depends how good I'm at that game, Mike. <laughs> if I think I've got a good chance, well, then I might chuck in a few dollars there and there. All right, Mark Coleman has been our guest, and we'll be back soon with another edition of The Coffee Cast.